0: You are now tuning in to Lex and RDDC Broadcast Station,
1: serving up on the double doses for us all. Welcome back, everyone, to The Real Double Dose. This is your host, Lex, coming to you straight from the heart, where the talk is real and the vibe is always live, like we always like to say. For any show requests, feedback, or anything under the sun you can think of, as always, get a hold of us at Real Double Dose Channel at yandex.com. That's Y-A-N-D-E-X.com, and as well as Real realdoubledosechannel.blogspot.com, where you can find all the insights in the About Me section, the links, and so much more, and our wonderful and extraordinary guest experts pages that will be on there as well. And you know how to to find it because you all have claimed at least most of you have claimed your free travel giveaways and gift cards that have been available to you for the things that we ran on our facebook and if you're not tuning in already which we know and we see that you are just remember you can go to tune in stitcher radio spreaker.com blueberry.com spotify spreaker as well as iheart iheart itunes and you know so much more soundcloud deezer you got it you know you know 16 other ones but just follow the links at the soundcloud or as well as the blog spot but let's not hold it up because we have a wonderful and amazing guest expert and i love her energy and that is dr sarah zeff Geber. And I want to say that perfectly, Geber, Okay, so Dr. Sarah Zev Geber is 2018 recipient of an influencers in aging designation by PBS Next Avenue. She's an author, certified retirement coach, and professional speaker on retirement and aging. She has developed a niche specialty working with solo agers, people who have no children or who are you know, basically aging alone. Dr. Geber is the author of the 2018 book, Essential Retirement Planning for Solo Agers, a retirement aging, basically road na- roadmap for single and childless adults, which I definitely need, which was recently selected as a best book on aging well by the WSJ. And that's basically a Wall Street Journal for those of you who are kind of on the abbreviation course. With her speaking and writing, Sarah has been raising awareness of solo ages for the past 10 years. She believes solo ages have unique needs in later life that warrant greater foresight and a much more robust approach to planning and that is hashtag facts yes so dr geber how are you and thank you for coming on to our show
0: i am fine lex thank you for having me
1: yes it is a blessing and we double triple appreciate you so the insights of this is basically what what is the journey of you getting into this wonderful calling um even more so (laughs)
0: Yeah, it was a journey, I'll tell you. I was doing um, some corporate training work, uh, leadership development and team building and that kind of thing, and I ended up doing a lot of executive coaching toward the end of that career for me. And uh, there came a point about 10 years ago when a lot of my executive coaching clients started wanting to talk more about their retirement plans than their strategic plans. Oh, wow. So the handwriting is. Sort of on the wall, and I thought, well, there's a sea change here, and maybe it's a good time for me to make a shift in the kind of coaching I'm doing. Oh. So I went back to school to study the, the, uh, the psychology of retirement and, how, and why and how that transition is challenging for a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, and I got a certificate in retirement coaching and started shifting my work to doing that full time. Uh, So that was the beginning, and then I, oh, I don't know, fast forwarded two or three years into that um, time of my life, and I started hearing a lot of my contemporaries talking about how much time and resources and money they were spending taking care of their aging parents and I had one friend that had just gotten back from the east coast she had spent three months taking care of her father-in-law who was in his 90s trying to make sure that he had the help he needed at home and finally moving him into a really excellent uh, nursing home and I thought to myself my gosh all these adult children doing all this for their aging parents who's going to do that for us, yeah,
1: because
0: my husband, yeah, my husband and I don't have children, and so many of our friends chose that route.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So um, a little more research led me to the um, uh, led me to learn that almost twenty percent of baby boomer women chose not to have children. Oh. so that's a lot of people that don't have children.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So after I started writing and speaking about that. To some extent, I I started to acquire a lot of people saying, well, you know, solo aging, which is a term that I had coined to mean people who didn't have children, um, a lot of people need this information, even though they do have kids. And people told me stories about how they had kids, but those kids lived 9,000 miles away in Europe, or they were living in Asia, or in some cases, they were estranged from their kids. Uh-huh. So I realized that there, were other, there, were other de- there could be other definitions of solo aging. So now I think of a solo ager as anyone who doesn't have children and anyone who believes they'll be aging alone for other reasons.
1: Yeah. You know, honestly, I definitely have a calling to hear this because <laughs> I think about this and I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever, like, you know, raising my nieces was a wonderful thing and having partake in that. But I am wondering and to myself, I'm like, what happens if that route never happens for me to have any one kind of step in to take care of me if I retire or how the process Because my mom just retired after like 50 some odd years and I'm still Uh trying to get that aligned for her where I'm like okay so what do I do because some people are retiring at 45 50 and they have different projects going on I'm like this is important because what what can a person like prepare for to basically have that solo kind of life? Because like you said, some people are estranged. Some people don't have any kind of, you know, whatsoever. Like a person, I haven't talked to my mom in 20 years. I'm like, wow, that's a long time, you know, but you, (laughs) you, don't know you don't know the yeah. journey of that and my mom and I'm thinking okay like right now she's coaching uh one of her or basically from her her spiritual ministry she's going through one of the a lawyer and a doctor that are having their mother who's 92 years old go from nursing home to nursing home and falling and all this stuff and I'm thinking uh, man like what if i don't have anyone to like you know or a lot of us look who's going to look after us you know yeah
0: exactly you hit the nail on the head there
1: yeah yeah um,
0: because a lot of us don't have anyone in our lives that is kind of. I this is a, a kind of a harsh term, but the um, um, the anthropologists and the sociologists that have studied this over time um, have concluded really that it's only blood relatives that feel a, a moral obligation to take care of their of the older adults in their lives. Yeah. So that means that those of us who do not have <laughs> a blood relatives, especially, again, especially adult children, need to plan for ourselves as best we can. And at the very least, have our, um, our powers of attorney in place and our advanced directives and all of those things so that, that um, we, we have uh, at least put the legal docum- documents in place that let people know what we want. Yeah. And then the, the uh, task really is starting to talk to people in your life about it. If you are a solo wager and you're listening to this, you yeah. probably have friends that are also solo wagers. Yeah. Uh, you may also have siblings that um, do have children, and you may be close to your nieces and nephews. And, and those can be the family members that will matter. Um, As you get older, but it's it's good for everybody to kind of take stock of that Mm -hmm. and look around you and say, who could I depend on if I really needed help?
1: Yeah, I think about that all the time. I think about that. I'm like, well, what if I build this wonderful friendship up and all of a sudden it just goes haywire 10 years later and I'm, I'm stuck trying to do that at this point. And I felt like that when you said the the blood or the studies from the blood relatives, I'm like, yeah, you have those moments because a lot of people, because I know that the RDC show, um, from what we've gathered and, you know, from 3,000 to 1,300 downloads coming in per episode, different things from the back end that people don't see from different platforms. There's, I mean, literally from people emailing from 15 years old all the way to 18, 88 is where the last one I heard so I mean oh. they they go to a point where they're like well what do I do and the, you have the videos and the stuff that kind of contradicts some of the things that go you know not every nursing home I'm going to put that out there for people but you know they see different just different staff come in and have a bad bad spirit with them um uh-huh. that do oh well what if I go like Lex well what if what do I do for retirement how do I put my money in my planning for my saving what if I don't have anyone to you know, basically do my account right and make sure my bills are paid right? And how do I make sure I'm not getting abused? And if I am by myself, who's going to report? It's so many questions. Oh, so many yeah. questions. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah. what what would be the first kind of steps that a person could just start outlining to kind of get their mind not shambling everywhere and panicking about it?
0: Well, there's certainly nothing to panic about. Uh, Most people that are listening to this are are probably uh, in their midlife somewhere. And even your mom at 74 probably is still relatively healthy and and, um, getting around and doesn't really need a a lot of help. But it's when we're in our our late 80s and 90s that that need for help usually kicks in. Mm -hmm. So I think the first step for everyone is to... Pay a visit to a financial planner a fi- or a financial advisor. They call themselves by different names. Uh, banks have them on staff. And they also, there's lots of private firms and financial planners. Even just one visit will allow that person to help you assess whether the money that you have saved throughout your life, hopefully you have saved some, <laughs> will last you for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And um, what... Are there lifestyle changes that you need to make in order to have that happen? Yeah. Because um, as it should be very apparent right now to anyone who really pays attention to what's going on, if you retire and well, let's just say you quit working at age sixty-five, you have a possibly another thirty years of life to finance. Uh-huh. Unless you are not in good health, you probably have at least 20. Yeah. So that's a lot more than our parents and grandparents had. You know, the average life expectancy for for people before the baby boomers came along was about 65 or 70, and it has hovered around that for quite a while, uh, for close to 100 years. But now, all of those diseases and um, ailments that used to take us out of a game, Um, heart attacks, strokes, um, most kinds of cancers, diabetes, those used to be killers. And that's why the average uh, lifespan for a person was usually not much more than 65 to 70. Today, people are living with those diseases or I should say those conditions and um, living quite a bit longer. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we may or may not be healthy throughout our life. We may have conditions to manage. Most people, by the time they're 65 or 70, are managing some condition or other, even if it's arthritis or um, a knee or a hip that's acting up. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're managing things. And that can go on for many years. So, people need to plan to live a longer life, and that means their money needs to last. Yeah. Yeah. The second thing to do is to make sure that you have done your estate planning which means that you need to see an estate attorney, sometimes also called an elder law attorney um, and do a will, make out a will, make out a um, create some powers of attorney for your finances and for your health care and do what's known as an advanced directive which lets people know the choices that you'd like to have made if you cannot decide for if you end up in a condition where you cannot make choices yourself. Okay. So, yeah. uh, and I'm not going to go into great detail of these, but if you're interested in exactly what those things are—powers of attorney and advanced directives—I encourage you to look them up. Um, any search engine will take you some to some good spots on the internet where you can read about them. Um, and by the way, it's. People think of attorneys as being hellaciously expensive, and they are. Yeah. <laughs> but often often your senior centers will have both um, financial planners and attorneys um, that they work with that don't charge nearly as much money and as if you walked into their office on your own. So that's something to explore um, through your senior centers and through your com- community resources, uh, whether there are... Um, um uh, options for you that are not as expensive as the private sector
1: oh well, that sounds good, yeah, what would you call it community health workers as well um yeah, yeah, having those people available for that so i mean in a in a perfect world, someone would say basically if the pe- or if some people have a lifestyle to where they're you know not obviously now from a a lot of things going on, but traveling a lot, going out to buy unnecessary things at the store, don't know why they bought them kind of have more of a conscious thought because some um, and I, I think it's I believe her name is Linda so Linda was talking to us one of the listeners and she I think she said she was about 65 uh, that was a few months ago so she might be 66 now but she said she has a tendency to know that she has to give her last year in retirement but she has a shopping habit even though she's solo she has a shopping habit to where her nerves her anxiety makes her go insane if she doesn't just go to the store and she fidgets and by the time she's done with the day she goes through at least 500 bucks every two days i don't know how she does oh. it but i'm like wow so she's like well should i get a piggy bank and i'm like well we'll get we'll get the doctor on here like we can... <laughs> doctor we're calling you doctor get her, please but i was like i don't know you know i told her i'm like i didn't know what to really say so i'm glad you're saying that like financial advice because she was saying her ticks and you know different stuff like that and should she go uh, some people yeah. have asked and inquired about uh, actually foster care adoption so they'll have some kind of offspring in the future in the future that might be willing to kind of step in as their biological kids and take care of them down that journey but is there any way that she should start or even people out there who have a lot of issues with dealing with their problems or stress by spending too much and then freaking out over not having enough or will they have enough to retire can go by a certain way if it's like a habit well
0: for somebody like the woman you're talking about um she should seek out therapy. Yeah, because she has a problem that she needs help with, and only a um, only a licensed therapist will really be able to help her with that. Um, uh, but she needs she certainly needs to do that, and she needs to do it soon because yeah. that will sink her, and she could end up homeless. Yeah. So uh, that's an extreme case. Um, most people don't have quite that level of. Uh, problem with managing their finances but certainly people that do have um emotional psychological issues like that need help yeah. there's not a lot that we can do for them over the radio
1: no there's not <laughs> I told her I-, I gave her my word that i would bring it up um but at the same time i, I told her too like that's i mean it's excessive to have 1500 bucks a week um, mm-hmm. to, to, to be just spending on stuff you don't even realize you even bought. So well, hurt- let me
0: also mention mm-hmm. that, um, in case she is listening or someone else that has a similar issue, if you are over 65, then my assumption is that you are on Medicare and Medicare does cover psychotherapy oh, um, yeah. from a licensed psychologist or a licensed clinical social worker. So, um, Know that help is available for um, a greatly reduced fee, if not free, to people on Medicare. You just have to seek out what therapists in your area take medicare
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely so these financial like as far as like being able to if you can uh afford to kind of go talk to someone about your financial planning or have uh, one of the community workers or someone social worker kind of help you get it together should the first step kind of be to the point of where they're 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 willing to move to or like a different kind of homestead or maybe it's going to be more in the alignment of uh putting away a certain amount um for, for things lined up, like you said, things could happen or come uh, up in the way or their life itself, like just have a piggy bank backpack kind of thing. Uh-huh,
0: yeah. Absolutely. Um, also, for your listeners that are that already know that they're not well-equipped financially to um, support themselves for the rest of their lives, I encourage people to take a look at, at life outside of the U.S. because it's very expensive to retire in the U.S., almost anywhere, although there certainly are areas of the country that are less expensive to live in than others. Most of those places are in the middle of the country and in the south. Mm -hmm. So if you live in a more expensive area, it's really important to consider a move. Um, If you are already living in a fairly low-cost area and still you believe you can't afford your own retirement days, um, look outside the country. Yeah. Many thousands and thousands of people have retired to places in Central America, places in Mexico, places in Europe, places in Asia. Um, there's a lot of people from the U.S. that are doing that uh, because they just can't afford to retire here. Uh-huh. And in all of those places, healthcare is good and it's much, much more affordable. Yeah.
1: Definitely. I mean, so is there a certain time they should just kind of like retire and then think about like planning the stages of finding a homestead over there or more so kind
0: well, of... you know, let's look at retirement in, in general. Um, nobody is forced to retire by any kind of government decree. We don't have mandatory retirement at all. Now, having said that, I realize that some people, many people, have been kind of forcibly retired because their companies have laid them off and they can't find additional employment. And my suggestions to people in that in that situation is uh, don't give up. Keep looking. There's a lot of excellent websites to help older adults find good jobs. There are a number of excellent books out there that can help you. Um, if you are still working and you don't want to retire, there's absolutely no need to retire. If you need the money and you're healthy, keep on working. Mm-hmm or you may want to do a different kind of work. Um, A lot of people don't need to continue to work full-time at their demanding midlife careers, but they need to make a little bit of money to supplement their Social Security and or their savings. And there's lots of opportunity for older people to um, do what's called gig work, Mm -hmm. uh, meaning working on... Contracts where you're not anybody's employee, you're just making money on the side. And again, um, I don't want to go into huge depth about that, but there's lots of great resources for what those, what you might do. I mean, everything from pet sitting to um, transcription to um, translation services um, to fast food work. I mean, if there's just, it's, There's just hundreds of opportunities that you might consider if you need to make a little bit of money to supplement what you have.
1: Yeah, especially tutoring. I heard that was really. Tutoring, excellent. I mean, being able to use your knowledge, because so many people don't have, and I tell them too, they're like, oh, Lex, you're, you know, they always say that little quote, you know, you're an old soul and a, I said, well, at the end of the day, I, I love sitting around my mom's friends when they're all from the ages of 60 to 103. Um, and uh-huh. I, I find things out. I learn things about it. I mean, things I'm like, wow, I wonder what an apple tastes like 300 years ago. Like I, <laughs> I, knew, I know they weren't around that point, but, you know, I'm like, I, I wonder about that because I'm like, I, even now, especially with this, because I mean, besides the online businesses and the things that we're into, the nonprofits, different things that we're into, and I have a lot of affiliations with uh, inmate programs whatever else it is they always ask me the number one question is how do I even start, you know, getting my things together so I can think, I mean, they, they're talking about even the kids, uh, teenagers I mentor, they want to have a retirement plan before the age of 35. Good
0: for them. Yeah.
1: And I'm like, okay, all right, we're getting somewhere because I mean, I, I think a good, maybe that I know of 2% Anthony and Angela probably know there's a couple people that said, Hey, well we have a good portfolio. You know, there's some of us, one of us, our top listeners is a cardiologist at one of the most pristine hospitals. So for his, he's still, you know, worried about his financial balance but i think it's very important i know it's very important what you said about looking at the overall what you're doing now with what's happening not just okay let me spend you know 50 sixty thousand on recklessness and think about it later and then when you retire you kind of regret like oh man i did some crazy spending over my time and really didn't preparate for all this but that's the first thing in their mind um, when people say, well, you should plan your funeral. Well, well let me re- plan, let me plan the retirement so I can actually just get there. Like, let's not skip. Over. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I mean, what's the number one, what is probably one, the number one highest questions that you receive when it comes down to saying, uh, you know, Dr. Geber, I don't, you know, what should I do from this point as far as like understanding the whole route of being able to be successful in their whole journey with setting up retirements, you know, successfully prescription costs. That's one thing I keep hearing um, where they're just sitting there. Like, even though I got the balance of everything aligned to where they think there's going to be okay, all of a sudden it'll be, you know, a lady was standing in line crying $320 for this prescription, you know, and they say that's what they're worried about the most, the more medication they're put on. Will they be able to support what they think that they have prepared for a potential retirement?
0: Uh Well, I get a lot of the questions that we've been discussing today. How do I finance my retirement? I haven't saved enough. Um, how do I find um, some additional income in retirement? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, what are the things that I should prepare for? Uh, because I talk a lot about solo aging, people want to know how they should how they should plan as a solo wager. What are some of their resources? And... Uh, one of the things that I, I talk about at great length, in, um, both in my, um, my public talks and in the articles that I write, is the importance of building a social network. Oh. So it, it's important that we have people in our, um, in our life that we care about and that care about us and that we talk to them about what our wishes are as we get older. How we want to live our lives, and uh, including the end of life topic. so there's there's a lot that uh, there's a lot that we all can do to to bolster and nurture our social network as we get older. And it's a little harder because we don't have those work connections. A lot of people build their community from the people they know at work during their midlife. And then when we don't have that anymore, then it becomes a little more challenging. Oh. Uh, but there are, there are lots, of, lots of ways to bolster your social network at, as an older person as well. Um, one, of the, one of the first things I recommend is that you get active in or rejoin the religious community of your choice. And, you know, religious communities today just run the gamut. Yeah. from those that are almost purely social and rarely even mention a deity <laughs> yeah. to, to those that are much more traditionally religious. But the one thing that, that all religious groups that I've ever encountered have in common is they're very supportive of the people in their congregation.
1: That is the very true. The older people,
0: the younger people.
1: Absolutely.
0: And Absolutely. it's a way to bond with um, with like-minded individuals and and bolster that social network that you have yeah volunteer opportunities are usually very available within a religious community um but you can volunteer outside of a religious community too and that that is also a great way to make new friends and bolster your social network
1: do you feel like as far as like you being able to plan your you know solo or even though you know you still have your significant other you feel like it was more like a separate kind of venue for those out there who who are married or have a partnership that still see themselves in that light too like okay just in case my you know partner goes before i do um is it kind of like a difference with you kind of like putting that together or you just have like oh, this is the route we're taking and this is my route we're taking
0: well my husband and i both have our uh, individual plans, as well as our joint plan, because we don't know at this point who's going to predecease the other.
1: Yeah.
0: So unless we both get hit by the same bus one day, <laughs> one of us is going to be alone.
1: Yeah. Well, God forbid. Yeah. I hope it. Yeah. We need you on this earth. But yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. You don't know if someone's going to make it. That's why they always have one parent from, like, my cousin in the military for like thirty some odd years, and her her partner was he was in there for like I think twenty something years, and they had to like not have active duty. One of them had to be with the kids Uh uh, just in case. But then uh, ultimately uh, a friend that we had too he wanted one of her or i think it was her husband at the time he got killed in a car accident uh-huh. um and she was over there stationed so i'm like wow so it doesn't prevent it all the way but yeah she it was completely to the point of no plan i'm like i told them it is about enlightenment it is about understanding more but enlightenment on all levels and i told people it's good to have the energy built up in the mindset and the focus but if you don't have a plan for things and to be prepared for things it's a problem uh-huh. because some people say well what do i do now now like what uh-huh. do I do like a lot of people just got I mean some people just got walked off the job a lot of people are losing their stuff now and now more than ever I mean they're really panicking because it's kind of like a forced retirement uh, for people of all ages at this point because we don't know how long or what's going on with this uh, pandemic, epidemic, whatever it is. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, at the same time, they're, they're going to their savings. They're c- clearing out the the stores and, you know, tax appointments are being canceled and moved up. It's it's a whole nother level. Uh, 2020 has been a ride already. I mean, like, it has been a ride. <laughs> My gosh. We can't even make it to the summertime. Like, what's going to happen? Is lemonade going to be a concoction we can't touch soon? I, I just <laughs> I just don't know. I'm trying to stay I'm I'm being I'm trying to stay optimistic. I'm I'm staying as optimistic as possible. But from everywhere I turn someone's sending me a news bulletin about an update. So yeah. I know everybody. I'm sorry yep. everyone who's downloading this episode and listening live plays uh, you know, I try to keep it as real as possible right now. People aren't saying it, but we're thinking it at this point. I do. I mean, is there anything that uh, else that besides the message itself that you want uh, the listeners to know, um, as well as being able to pick up more on this information about the wonderful insights and deep, deep insights that you have about this?
0: Well, I think I've covered a lot of ground. Um, I think uh, the only other thing we haven't talked about, really, is where you're going to live. And it's important to give thought to where you will live when you're not as mobile uh, when you uh, maybe need a little bit of help and and that may mean living with a relative or a friend or a sibling Um, it may mean moving into a retirement community and there are wonderful retirement communities out there now Um, some of them are uh, quite expensive so you may or may not be able to afford the community that that you'd like, but I always encourage people to get out and look. Get out and see what's around you. Get out and look in other areas yeah. and find <clears throat> find interesting communities. Even even if it's just a fifty five plus mobile home mobile home park, those can be wonderful places to to um, spend your last decade or decades of life. Very very much dependent on community, and um, I've never seen a mobile home park that didn't have a very robust community going on within it, yeah. where people have potlucks and parties, and they go to movies together, and they, um, they, they see each other all the time, because they have to go to a central location to get their mail, and sometimes their cars, um, and do their wash, so uh, they, can be, they can be the kind of communities that really bring people together. So I've become a big fan of mobile home parks for older adults. Uh, But there's lots of different communities that people can find um, to uh, to bolster their social network.
1: I'm in the whole mobile revolution with that. I agree. Because I mean, like from my friends, uh, Cheryl, to all of them out there who are doing I think she's about going on her 60th birthday and she's been renovating this uh, school bus. Um, uh-huh. Different things, and I'm like, man, like I feel kind of like left behind. Where I'm just like, <laughs> I mean <laughs> I think, and, and people talk about the tiny house com- movement and so much more. And I tell them, you don't have to get an eighty thousand dollar pimped out. You know, tiny house. You can still get something like you said, the mobile communities and then you kind of have someone there in the areas that are kind of going through the age process and the things that are going on with you and how they're dealing with it. And it keeps you on your toes when you're surrounded around other people. Yeah, like people have pets that keep them on their toes or different things going on. Yeah, I mean having a barbecue outside. Being able to do real things because you still want to enjoy your life and still prepare for it. But it's good to be prepared with those around you who are still in preparation of it. Um, um, yeah, and those absolutely. are going there. And then it's cheaper. I mean, come on. Because at this point, mortgages are nuts. Like, I was just looking in Washington for another home. And I'm like, man, like, okay, we're looking here. three, $4,000 a month. I'm like, wow, that's not even including garbage. That's <laughs> yeah. not including anything. And I'm like, how am I going to go? I'm like, that, it, lucratively in my mind, I'm like, I would just rather buy another seven acres of land and get a nice little mobile home and park, park it on my land versus doing that every single month by that time you know everything will be done but that's what i think it is too the convenience of things and sometimes it's not a blessing to be clogged into a really heavy traffic city um to where people think you can get better health care or faster health care sometimes those lines are super super long um and i started getting to more of getting the books of educating myself on how to do not necessarily like holistic or home remedies but to be able to know what goes on when you can't get to a grocery store when you can't um be able to go get your medications or some of the things that you can get out of your system uh, with having that, or balancing your cholesterol better, um, uh-huh. th- those kind of things. Because yeah. yeah, I mean, exactly. Especially a lot of people who have no who have broken their hips on their second hip replacements. Um, and they're just like, man, I can't even move out of bed. Sometimes I don't, I don't know what to do. Um, nursing staff and so much more. So yeah, I planning where we live is very important because that's the main staple you get. Okay, like, hey, who's going to take care of me? But where am I going to sleep? You know, where am yeah. I going to be? And, and is it going to be one of those wheelchair accessible ones? Will I slip down the steps? Um, You know, just different questions that keep going on and on. I I agree with you. That is amazing. It's amazing how my mind is articulating everything right now. I'm just like, I'm I'm downloading this. I'm downloading it in my brain where I'm like, I really got to start double, triple planning. Because my plans for my mom is like completely different from hers where she's like, look, I love you. I know you mean the best for me and you want it, but you still have your life to live. And I'm like, no, mom, look, at the end of the day, you could be taking care of me. I don't know how the, you know, tables will turn. And she was like, yeah, but I want to make sure you enjoy your life too. And I Uh think for her, I'm like, okay, I know without a shadow of a doubt, I'm going to make sure I'm there to even wipe a piece of, you know, tear coming down her face. So I'm like, wow. But then I thought about me. I'm like, I don't have any kids of my own. So I'm like, wow, who's going to... Who's gonna yeah. you know, give me a pat on the back in the morning, huh? <laughs>
0: You're a solo ager.
1: Yes, I am a solo ager. And I'm I mean I'm not afraid to say it, but I, I probably will be. I mean that from my journey right now, I I just don't see myself you know having children i it's something that i was i love babies and i adore them but as far as that goes i like to give them back at the end of the day i like to be the auntie (laughs) that spoils them but my journey is serving the purpose and the the need for my purpose in life right now and i i just don't see that as being a one mother person i see that being a, a mother to all those who come in my my circle of life
0: sure yeah. sure well that's a good attitude to have
1: yeah you know i mean sometimes my mom always says blessed is the barren woman and for years and i used to be like mom i don't want to hear that i want to have of like nine kids you know so she was like well you, you be you know sometimes it's a blessing just to be there and there's so many other kids uh from other you know i know listeners out there we love you and some of you are not for adoption or foster care some of you are but some are there just there to mentor someone or be there someone tutor someone i mean even like um dr gabriel was saying you could always have some kind of of thing that you're doing some gig might help someone working for the ronald mcdonald home or you know like the nursing home i used to go down there and sing and they would just love it uh, making <laughs> muffins for salvation army i go down there and serve serve being able to serve was the most gratifying feeling and i told my friend bob it's not the point of me feeling like i made a reward to get through the pearly gates it's not the feeling of oh they're gonna recognize me and maybe i'm win publishers clearinghouse later on it was like to that point where i felt like i was being selfish by serving them because i felt so high that it was just like oh i felt so good i felt like i was serving myself which i was in retrospect so it was kind of something to do when people say i don't know what to do with my time my mom i've always been running the government uh, offices I've, i don't know what to do with my time i just feel like i'm going nuts at garden and i'm like mom this is what it is so she's she has been doing prison ministry for about 20 years and she still outreaches and people outreach to her but it is about staying active it is about you know coordinating and not cutting yourself off just because we're solo agent out here doesn't mean we have to still live a solo life until you know we go into the next phase of the transition so yes oh my god oh sorry i was just so deep it's so deep when you have dr geber on here with you everyone please please enjoy this as much as i'm enjoying it i'm just saying it's amazing and i just want to say that we have enjoyed and we love having you i mean tony's been writing down completely like a whole page of things he needs to get together right now even from the studio <laughs> from the studio he just showed me he held up a piece of paper with like 10 different questions he had for himself and he's like wow Wow, my mind's open. Like, my ah. mind's open. You <laughs> feel you'd be surprised what floodgates open when Dr. Geber comes on the stage you know you, you, you articulate the things that you need to do in your life and I know we're probably going to have emails about this and everything else and for all of you who do have your premeditated questions which we know we love um, you can always find more information out at www.sarahzevgeber.com that's F as in Frank G-E-B-E-R.com. as well as we will have a dedicated Page to Dr. geber at Real Double Dose Channel. Blogspot.com and all the insights that you need to know. You can also find more information of Forbes.com. She has her insights on there, so people can learn. LinkedIn, Facebook, we'll have all those links on there, so you can get some more. And if you still need to ask us any extra questions, um, you can reach us at Real Double Dose Channel uh, at Yandex.com. That's Y-A-N-D-E-X.com. So, Dr. geber we just want to thank you again for your insights. If you have anything else you want to add with us, don't forget you can always come on here anytime you have some free time on your schedule and we would love to have you back
0: okay well thank you very much lex i appreciate it It's just been a fun conversation
1: yes thank you so remember everyone all those who mp3 players downloads live listens whatever you do thank you for tuning in we love you remember to be the change feel the passion embrace the power of that wonderful spirit start planning for your future before your future plans for you and we love you and we'll be back with you very 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 soon